0: Thank you for downloading this in ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 100. Where art thou, Muse, that thou forget'st so long to speak of that which gives thee all thy might? Spend'st thou thy fury on some worthless song, Darkening thy power to lend base subjects light? Return, forgetful muse, and straight redeem in gentle numbers Time so idly spent. Sing to the ear that doth thy lays esteem And gives thy pen both skill and argument. Rise, resty muse, my love's sweet face survey. If time hath any wrinkle graven there, If any, be a satire to decay, And make time's spoils despised everywhere. Give my love fame faster than time wastes life, so thou preventst his scythe and crooked knife. That was Sonnet one hundred and I did it without making a mistake. Um this is uh Shakespeare Sonnet. I am Mark Chatterley, and I am joined by a, a differently angled <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thierry Healers, that's, that's an interesting one. Well, I, I did move around to get the best kind of light in here it, it, because it's fairly dark. You're being quite prideful today. It
0: was all like, no, 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 this angle won't do, I must move my computer because
1: i was just a black shade you could you couldn't see anything
0: <laughs> i just just in case anyone doesn't know we are doing this as a video podcast we thought for the 100th sonnet we'd do a video podcast and so you can if you're listening to the audio version of this go on to youtube and google for it and find us on on youtube and you can see what we look like um, we look lovely is is pretty much right i think well i do like, yeah
1: you do that's true although you do have the top of your head chopped off <laughs> i i can Kind of it's because I'm sitting closer to the monitor than you. There's I can move away, but then I'm further away from the microphone and I kind of have to slip down. Oh yeah, that's, Hello. That's that's not so good.
0: No. Mine's a much more smooth It's very uncomfortable too. This is my studio. Welcome to my studio, it's very nice. I have my, my um my portaled people and my poster, and
1: that's pretty much my studio. <laughs> and you have blinds. I have I have blinds, yeah. Yeah, there's an outside. There is a Cardiff outside those blinds, apparently. <laughs> I, I Pe- don't people believe People who it. have been to that world have told me.
0: I, 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 I refuse to believe there's a Cardiff outside those windows. Mm. <sighs>
1: So, there's, there's really a Venezuela outside those windows. You're,
0: you're just on some European tour, and you're, you're just claiming to be in Cardiff for tax purposes. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. I have a British VAT, and that's about it. And, and you, you wanted the free prescriptions they give out in Wales. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so, sonnet one hundred. Um, it, it seems to be the muse. <laughs> so we're actually going to talk about the sonnet. I'm going to make sure we do. Um, it seems to be. <laughs> Shakespeare having a go at the muse. Shakespeare is upset that uh, his muse or the muses, being the nine muses of arts and science in in Greek mythology. I hope it's Greek. Yeah, yeah, Greek. And he seems a bit upset that they've been ignoring his his ultimate beauty, or at least how that's how I read it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, we had the um, the separation sonnets before this one, the three sonnets where for some reason the youth. Is, is away, and then and, and there is a physical separation between the two. And and in this one, he, he kind of... It, it looks like he's starting to just, I don't know, be a bit angry about how, how he, he hasn't been as inspired as he should have been during that time.
0: Yeah, I... I yeah it's the anger of it I think is quite interesting the the and the the different names he goes through for the for the muse I quite liked. it starts off as just muse and then and then it becomes forgetful muse and then it becomes resty muse and and just the different stages I quite like that he's going through of you're doing nothing have have you forgotten are you just resting are you just useless <laughs> what's what's happening?
1: And and it it he, he he really does. He just increasing anger, which is quite interesting for Shakespeare because usually he, he hasn't been openly angry that much. No. He he's always kind of angry between the lines, or he's upset and then he kind of blames himself for being upset or finds a way to blame himself.
0: Yeah, and I suppose he has to, because he is not allowing himself to blame the fair youth for anything. The fair youth can't do anything wrong, so it can't be the fair youth problem. He can't blame the muses because they're inspired, they're sort of godly inspired. So it, it only leaves himself left to blame whenever anything goes wrong. Which is is quite an interesting it, it goes back to that power dynamic in this relationship that he can't really do anything. Right. If he does something right, it's because of the muse, or it's because the fair youth has inspired him. But if he does something wrong, he's the only one who can receive the blame. Yeah, which is quite sad.
1: It's well, we we have been getting increasingly, maybe not sadder, but it's increasingly more depressing with the sonnets.
0: Yeah, depressing. And, and- I mean, the
1: the the, the initial wonder has kind of worn off, as as admiration kind of usually does, and and being in armored with someone just just it wears off. As, as sad as that is, you, you just and and he seems to be stuck at that stage now, where not everything is rosy and and flying pigs anymore. Aww. It just
0: it's a return of cynical Thierry.
1: <laughs> it's uh, well, it's the, re- the, the 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 beginning of cynical Shakespeare, really.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's gone through the infatuation. It's lasted however long it's lasted. I I, I kind of get the impression it's lasted a year or so. It is it, the time span in my head. I don't know where that's come from, but um, and now he's just kind of uh, he's trying to keep it up. And it is requiring effort rather it's than it just being not an working, yeah. Which is a shame, in in a, a way. And
1: for that, he blames the muse. But but that kind of makes sense, even from a creative writing point of view. There, there are going to be periods when it just doesn't work. You you are just gonna be sat there and and well, at Shakespeare's time, look at your feather and and your paper. And Nowadays, it's just just the empty page essentially, and and. As much as you're gonna try, that nothing is gonna come out, and you can force yourself to write something, but it's just—is it any good? Is—is—is—is yeah. Which is at that point, you're just training your muscle and and just forcing yourself to get through the dry patch. That rather than uh, actually producing anything worthwhile,
0: which which is interesting because we have coming up next month, uh, NaNoWriMo. Um, which is the n-
1: National Novel Writing Month? Yeah, National Novel
0: Writing Month. I always think November's in there somewhere, but it, it's not, is it? Uh, and and that is based around the premise that you write a uh, 30000 word novel in fifty thousand. It's
1: fifty
0: thousand in thirty days. Yeah, it's
1: sixteen hundred uh, words a day. Well, one thousand six hundred sixty seven words a day.
0: So uh, that is completely opposed to the idea you're saying there, which I kind of agree with, as as. A writer, there are points when you just can't write. You you need that spark of inspiration. You need uh, to want to write. And and Neno Rimo seems to be based around the idea that you just need to write. And and I'm not sure I fully agree with that. That's that's not to say I'm not that is do true
1: something. to an extent though. There's there's there's. I mean, you need the inspiration. If you're just a person who doesn't have ideas, then <laughs> what are you doing writing, kind of thing? But then, what are you doing creating any art if you don't have any? Deeper thoughts. If if you don't have any ideas, then... then, Yeah. But if you're a creative person and you... People seem to misunderstand that they think there is just going to be the inspiration and you sit down and you write your novel and that's it. It's done. You have the 300 pages or however many there are. A thousand pages. If you're one of those insane people who writes those massive Mm sci-fi episodes. Space operas. Yeah. Space operas. But... It is work. There, there is going to be a point where you just, you have to sit down and you just write, and you just you're, you're gonna churn out five thousand words, and if you edit, you're gonna cross out four thousand nine hundred words. Yes, and there, was, there but, was, but there is no way to keep writing those words that are definitely going to go in. You, there is an element of just sitting down and and just committing. To writing something, to, to pushing To, to writing something. was yeah, just doing it.
0: On um, one of the communities I, I hang around on Google Plus on as, as in there was someone who uh, wanted to be an editor, and they were saying, what kind of lessons do I need to take at college? What subjects do I need to take to become an editor? Uh, and people were giving the feedback. But at the end of this post where she asked, what, what do I need to study to be an editor? She had put, I want to be an editor because I really like writing and I want to be a writer. And it was quite interesting that that me and a couple of other people went, that's the worst job you can do if you want to be a writer is become an editor, because it will get to the end of the day and you will not want to look at another word on a piece of paper every single yeah, day. Yeah. It, it tires out that same muscle in your head. And I suppose that's where we are in the sonnets. Let's bring it back to the sonnets. See, there's a plan. Um, it is that at this point, 100 sonnets in, he's kind of gone. It, it feels like he's a bit fed up with the muse. It feels like he's he... Uh, not the Muse, the Fair Youth, and he's kind the of fair youth. trying to push that onto the Muses, although he can't outright claim that the Muses aren't doing their job because he can't outright claim it's their fault, because that, that just wouldn't be done.
1: Okay, it's, it's some, I guess it's, yeah, some sort of frustration. You just... He was so inspired when he started this, and he got through... Well, maybe not 99 sonnets, but he got through most of the previous 99 sonnets with ease. And then he just... He hits that spot where it just nothing's coming out anymore. He's just had all the ideas that have been in his head when he started this. He's used, and now he's just kind of stuck to come up with new stuff.
0: Yeah, which is uh, yeah, you because I, I know I suppose knowing that we're gonna get onto the the um, Dark Lady sonnets, so I kind of like just get there. Come on, quicker! But I know we got a while to go yet. But we shall. I I think this this sonnet has some wonderful. Phrases in it. Uh, I, I love the um, if time have any wrinkle graven there that uh, on. So if if time has put any wrinkles into the fair youth's face, um, if any be a satire of decay and make time spoils despite it everywhere. So if the fair youth has any wrinkles, it's just a satire on getting old. It's not really getting old. He's it's, it's not
1: actually yeah. I, yeah.
0: I love that. That's how I'm gonna get old. I'm gonna get old satirically. <laughs> Just, how old are you? I'm sixty, but satirically, that's really, wonderful. I'm 19, eighteen.
1: <laughs> but I, I like that's that's wonderful.
0: I, I really like that because it is such a blatant uh, lie. He's he, he, there's no way you can, it's. I suppose quite an interesting metaphor, but it's a lie. It's got to be a lie. If there's wrinkles on his face. It's because he's getting old. There's no other reason, so it's a blatant lie. And Shakespeare's—it's—it's
1: just... it's from laughing, Mark. He <laughs> laughed so much in his day that that his face just kind of stuck.
0: Yeah, the wind was it. There's the wonderful. I don't know if you would have had this uh, growing up. We—I used to be told I wasn't allowed to pull faces as a child because if the wind—if the wind changed, my face would stick like stick like that. It's kind of a superstition. If the wind changes direction when you're pulling a face. Your face will stick like that. Wow. Not not when you
1: had when you were growing up. I, I, I vaguely remember. I don't think my parents... I can't remember my parents ever telling me that. But but I I, I do remember coming across those those myths that... If if you pull a weird face, you good Your eyes are going to be stuck like that forever. You're surprisingly Which... good at going cross-eyed. I do it to annoy my insignificant other quite often. <laughs>
0: That's that's mean, and also calling her an insignificant other is quite mean as well.
1: She's watching right now. I mean, she's gonna punch me later.
0: <laughs> you know, it's coming. Maybe I should try and steal her from you. Hmm, my plans.
1: She she she, she does have breasts though, oh. and, and oh. female. There's there's a uh, significant lack of um, male genitalia. Uh
0: that that might be a problem. Okay, let's 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 ignore that plan. That's that's a that's a bad plan. Let's get back to the sonnet. And,
1: and also your husband, you know.
0: Oh okay, yeah, well there is that. as all—all well. <laughs> of these reasons. Uh, 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 I've I've taken them on, and I understand that this plan is a bad plan. That's this. Uh, what is your favorite part of the of the sonnet?
1: That's. I don't I don't know if I have a favorite line. Okay. I quite like the Spend thou thy fury on some worthless song, darkening thy power to lend the uh, base subjects light. But what, I don't. What, what's your there's, reading? There's, of there's that? none nuts.
0: What, what do you see as the meaning of those two lines? I'm just wondering if it's the I same just, as mine. Um,
1: I, I read it as um, the, the, the muse basically waste. Instead of. Inspiring Shakespeare to write about the fair youth, inspiring, either other writers, or or giving him ideas on on to, inspiring him to write about other things that that um, he considers not worthwhile, and and through that the muse basically, well, darkening thy power, basically becoming evil almost, and and and. Not doing what she is supposed to do, yeah. It, by 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 choosing a, a a lesser subject to write about,
0: taking taking the easy way out. The the yeah what essentially kind of jumped to my mind with those two lines was kind of the the way, and I don't know if it's snobbery. I'm not really into pop music as people who listen to this might be able to remember don't really get pop music but i i see these posts on facebook quite (coughs) often which um compares the number of writers in in songs from like the 80s and 70s and 60s to the number of writers for songs now and the idea that modern songs aren't as deep or as meaningful and and that's it just kind of resonated with that in my head that the muse is spending their time knocking out easy hits rather than actually inspiring uh the the conversation and the the description of something that's truly beautiful and truly hard to do and i suppose it links in with the idea that these things should be hard creative things should be hard it should be hard to write a love sonnet to someone because you're distilling a abstract idea down into concrete words and that should be something that's hard it shouldn't be a what was it? A hallmark. Like you, just, you open the card. Just
1: write and and yeah yeah. Oh god.
0: <laughs> and that's is, is that that's the equivalent. Is it, it, it a
1: pre-printed "I like you" and you just write your name? And just, <laughs> some, something you bought at the uh, the petrol station or the gas station with the, with the half d- dead flowers. Two minutes before coming home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I got you a card, some half dead flowers, and a box of chocolate that's mounted and re-solidified twice. I love you. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing presents. That's what you get on Christmas Eve when you suddenly realise you haven't bought
1: anything for someone. That's that's fairly late to read. That if you if you have someone that you want to buy flowers and chocolate for, forgetting them until New Year's Eve <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. not New Year's Eve, um, Christmas Eve is is incredibly. I'm not sure. <laughs> You, you really want to buy them chocolates <laughs> and flowers by that point, because you would have remembered. So from
0: your, from your point of view, it would be better to buy the flowers and chocolate four months early and then just give them a bunch of dried flowers and out-of-date chocolate.
1: Well, but... Well, I mean, chocolate lasts. You can just put chocolate in the fridge. True. But you can pre-order flowers. Wow. You live in a whole different world to me. I did not know you could pre-order flowers. I mean... You can order flower you can you don't even have to be there. You can be in a different country and just find a flower shop and go I want nee, 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 for this occasion and and she likes white roses or she likes chrysanthemum or, or any kind of flower and they'll just Okay. I'm mean, probably not every shop, but but yeah.
0: Your your insignificant others quite quite lucky, I think. You sending international no, flowers not. from all over the world to
1: her? As as I am chatting across the globe and not spending time with her, yeah, just just calling up from Vancouver and and calling the flower shop by Roth Park and going, can you um just just pop over, just put some flowers on her doorstep, <laughs> just make a
0: thing that I remember her. Put put a little card in it. No, I don't want to customize it. Just one of those pre-printed poems, I do. That's fine. <laughs> That would be amazing. You should do that. You should do
1: that. <sighs> she she is hearing this, so it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 the joke is gonna be kind of. I could do it to someone else. I I I'll figure out who hasn't been listening to this live. Okay, and then I'll just send them random flowers. That sounds less with with a weird name on them. <laughs>
0: wasn't it there's some um, some famous person oh I can't remember who it was some
1: oh um yeah was it Oscar, Oscar one, one, one who wrote his friends a note and saying we've been discovered yes we run or, or, or leave and, and one of his friends just disappeared <laughs> and never returned absolutely brilliant I want to do that to my friends but all my friends are creative and
0: I think it would end up just appearing as like Six months later, there'd be a flurry of short films and poems about this note that they received. It wouldn't have quite the same effect.
1: Which... Yeah. I want yeah. to know
0: spies. I, that's that's what I need to know. There's a distinct lack of spies in my French circles. Unless
1: you're a spy. <laughs> wow, wow. I'm not a spy. I just had a tweet because people are tweeting at us as as we are. As we are doing this, one of my friends, Joel, Jolly C on Twitter, just just said, uh, I know what I'll be getting, Thierry, for Christmas. (laughs) So I'll probably get some uh, kind of old looking flowers with some molten chocolate. Excellent. (laughs) Let's see. This is what friends are for. Um, that's that's what friends are for, exactly. Let, let's get back to the sonnet again.
0: We we do this. this we, we...
1: There was a sonnet. There was, a sonnet. There was a sonnet. I have it in a different tab. It's in the background. <laughs> it's weird doing this in the Google Hangout because I can't just skip back and forth. You need a big and mindset. I don't have a little icon in the top with your face.
0: Yeah, my face you don't need to see my face. That's that's fine. That's that's really fine. Yeah. Um I I have to say I don't like the last two lines of this sonnet, which, uh, in in sonnet terms, are meant to be the kind of knockout punch. I did a boxing yeah, reference. Yeah. Me, sports reference. Eh. Me, um, and and they're just a bit pants in this because they don't scan very well. They don't they don't follow the rhyme and the meter. I, I give give me love, fame faster than time wastes life. So thou preventst. T- his scythe and crooked knife, and it's the prevent his and scythe are very hard, and I'm, i imagine the way we pronounce scythe is probably completely different to how they did it back then. They probably said something like sicketh, and and it, it probably fits perfectly.
1: I, um, I have no idea. I, I haven't. So so that annoys me. I mean, I didn't. The, the line They're not a the punchline. As. But 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 I didn't find anything particular. I haven't read them out loud yet. No. But I haven't found anything particularly bad about them.
0: I I I just didn't. I I don't know. I I suppose it's the 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 way it's scanned. I didn't like myself, which which annoyed me. Um. But the rest of this on it has a really nice kind of uh, patter to it. You get into reading it and I, I toyed with I actually really practiced hard for this one like this morning I read it about 15 times and uh, uh, after a certain while you get into that Shakespearean way of, of doing them Is where art thou muse that thou forget so long to speak of that which you start
1: swaggering as you're as you like, actually you're wandering around the house speaking in iambic pentameter
0: <laughs> it's really good it, It's a it's a proper sonnet that gets you into that Shakespearean mindset, and you know, I sat down for five minutes, had delusions of the RSC, going, "He's a brilliant actor. We must have <laughs> him. He should be the next
1: Hamlet." And and yeah, <laughs> that that yeah, David Tennant, Mark Chatterley, in in That'd be amazing. I would, I'd love to be an
0: actor. I would really love to be an actor. If anyone out there is out there and wants to give me acting roles, it's brilliant. But I'm kind of like the male version of, of Miranda. Is that I can only really play myself. I'm
1: much like James Corden in that way, except for I'm not a dick. That's that's. Although although he's playing, because um, I go to the cinema a lot, he's they're making a movie based on um, what's he called, the opera singer on Axe Factor or one of those shows. Paul Potts. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that him? Yes, I think he, so. He's playing that dude. Okay. They're making a film about his life story with Cole Meaney from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine as his dad. Who who was he in Deep Space Nine? O'Brien. Oh, nice. Chief O'Brien.
0: Okay, that's okay. It's got James Corden in it, so I won't watch it because he's one of the few people I just want to punch.
1: I quite have you. I guess you haven't seen um, The Wrong Mans on BBC. It's actually really funny. But
0: for two reasons one, because it's got him in, and two, it's because it's called The Wrong Mans
1: rather than The Wrong Men. There's two reasons I refuse to watch (laughs) it. There is a. It is really well done. It's a f it's it's a comedy filmed as a thriller. Okay. Which is it's really good. It's
0: got James Gordon in it though. Oh he, Yeah.
1: I don't I don't have an issue with James Corden. There's people I like less than James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, your kill list. People further up your kill list.
0: Not mine, Evil. Oh sorry, Thierry's. Evil Dierry's kill list, yes, yeah, sorry about that for getting them confused. Um, let's go back to the sonnet one last time um, is is there uh, anything else that, that particularly jumped out, out at you from this sonnet
1: mm, I'm just tweeting <laughs> this is weird doing it
0: live it is weird, it is, not that we edit any of the podcasts anyway I think I've only edited one podcast in the entire time we've done it out of 100 and, and that was because everything went utterly wrong and I think we spent about fifteen minutes trying to read a sonnet.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Was that when I just couldn't stop laughing? Yeah,
0: and it, I didn't cut it all out. I just cut. There was a big segment of silence where you were you were gathering yourself again. That I I just cut out. Um, but other than that, we don't we don't edit the the podcast. It's raw.
1: Mark and Thierry, raw. <laughs> We, we we should we should rebrand the podcast. That should be the uh, that should be our next podcast, Mark. <laughs> after after we are done with this there there will be a pot well just call it Raw <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it doesn't
0: fit on so many levels. That's why I like it. <laughs> just... oh, excellent. I think that's been about twenty five minutes, which is five minutes longer than usual. So I think you it should is, read it is. Sonic one hundred.
1: Dear God, you know I am going to screw this up. I've read about two minutes before we recorded yeah. and, this. And just
0: to remind we... you, you have your your insignificant other watching, your friends watching, and probably your family watching as well. So don't mess yeah, this up. Yeah, my parents.
1: Hello, Mommy! <laughs> oh, God, that's got to be forever on YouTube now. <laughs> There's going to be a gif of that. <laughs> it's fine. There are gifs of me on Tumblr already. It's, it's it, it had to happen eventually. <laughs> So off you go. No no pressure. No pressure at all. Oh, dear God. Sonnet 100. Where art thou, muse, that thou forgetst so long to speak of that which gives thee all thy might? Spendst thou thy fury on some worthless song darkening thy power to lend base subjects light? Return, forgetful muse, and straight redeem in gentle numbers time so idly spent. Sing to the ear that doth thy lays esteem and gives thy pen both skill and argument. Rise, resty muse, my love's sweet face survey, if time have any wrinkle graven there, if any, be a satire to decay, and make time's spoils despised everywhere. Give my love fame faster than time wastes life, so that preventest his scythe and crooked knife.
0: Absolutely brilliant. That was Sonnet one hundred of Shakespeare's Sonnets, read expertly by Thierry there, whose name I've probably been mispronouncing in the most heinous way all the way through this, this podcast. And and now that I know there are people who actually know how to say his name properly listening, I'm I'm very, very sorry.
1: Just 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 address me as Sir. Okay.
0: Uh, and that was read expertly or, by Or Lord
1: Lord Master.
0: By Sir Lord Master Sir Lord Foreigner.
1: Evil Thierry.
0: Uh, and I have been Mark Chatterley and you can follow me on uh let's do Twitter, Twitter at in ear ent and this is being live broadcast on uh YouTube, which is YouTube slash in ear entertainment.
1: And I have been the foreigner, also known as Terry Halas. And you can find me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And you should definitely follow him, he's very awesome. Uh, I, I am a very good person.
0: And we we shall see you uh, next week, and it'll be Tuesday, next Tuesday for Sonnet 101, which we've already recorded, because we're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had to do that before having recorded this one. So if there was anything that links between this one and that one, yeah, sorry, we missed it. But, oh, wow. I think
1: we touched upon a few things. We will touch on a few things. Yeah,
0: we, it's good. But thank you very much for listening. If you want us to do more things like this, let us know. You can always get in contact through Twitter and Facebook and our website, uh, which is idiotentertainment.com. And yes, thank you for watching. We should see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.